Welcome to the Peru Tech Bytes podcast with Nick Damiani and John Mitchell. Our podcasts are designed to help teachers navigate the murky waters of appropriate technology use in their classrooms. Let's get started. Welcome to the Peru Tech Bytes podcast. This is John Mitchell. I'm here today with Nick Damiani. How's it going, Nick? Great, John. It is great to get back together today after missing a few days last week with some bad weather up here in the North Country. Bad weather. Lots of shoveling. We are also joined today by fantastic fifth grade teacher, Miss Bethany Webb. How are you, Bethany? I'm great. Excellent. Yeah, thanks for joining us today, Bethany. Thanks for having me. Uh, so the topic for today's conversation is we wanted to discuss a transition that we've gone through in our classroom spaces here in Peru. And uh, the transition started about two years ago with a pilot group of three teachers. Uh, and Bethany uh, was one of those teachers that volunteered to participate in our pilot. And uh, currently within the district, we've been and in a big change over, John, where we're looking to get away from smart boards, uh, which we have in our classrooms for about the uh, last 10 or 15 years. So we're looking to upgrade those spaces and transition to either an interactive panel or uh, this new type of environment that we started looking at uh, two years ago. Absolutely. Uh, so currently right now in all of our buildings, we have the classic smart board set up with a projector model uh, and a desktop connected to the projector. And that's what our teachers have been operating with. Uh, you know, that's what I was operating with as a sixth grade teacher for uh, 11 years as well. When we were tasked with making a change, uh, we looked at a nice cost analysis. And the smart board interactive panels that were replacing the traditional smart board uh, were pricey. Uh, they were getting up around $5,000 for a panel per classroom. You know, if we're talking you know, 100 classrooms, we're looking at a huge investment there. Uh, and then we looked at some other models. So we looked at a Promethean model. We looked at an in-focus model. And then we stumbled across this wireless type of environment. And that's where Bethany comes into play. Mm -hmm. So uh, what we were thinking about was trying to transition our space from the traditional setup of having your teacher, you know, kind of in the front of the room. Uh, and we wanted our teachers to be mobile, become part of the environment, be able to control and engage students with something in the front of the room, but not have to be locked to the front of that space. Uh, so those are the ideas that we started brainstorming. And I think, you know, when we talk about a teacher's comfort zone, uh, where are we naturally comfortable? <laughs> in the in beginning? In the front of the room. In the front of the room. Uh, we have full control of the learning when we're in the front of the room. Mm -hmm. So trying to get uh, teachers to look at it from a different perspective. You know, how can you control the front of the room while being in the back of the room? or at a small group working with another group of students. Uh, so we just wanted to uh, look at this kind of teaching without wires type of environment uh, to increase student engagement and help the teachers kind of get away from the front and spend more time within the group of students in the classroom as opposed to on the stage in front. So that's the background of the transition that we are looking at. Uh, and uh, Bethany was so kind <laughs> to uh, volunteer to be one of the first classrooms that started this. So, uh, Bethany, why don't you give us a little background on uh, the grade level that you teach, your experience, uh, and, you know, your, your kind of life in Peru here. Mm -hmm. Well, last year when we started this process, I was fourth grade in a co-integrated classroom. And this year I'm fifth grade in a co-integrated classroom with all of the same technology, if not more. We're one-to-one -one with devices this year. And I taught, I've been teaching fourth grade for a while, several years now, and the jump 
has been tremendous using this technology. I will not lie, I was a little scared, but thanks to John and Nick, <laughs> you guys were at our beck and call every day last year, and it has been just awesome, for lack of a better word, to use this technology day in and day out, watch the kids interact with it, and learn all the new things that have required me to be a better teacher to use this technology. How would you say that it's freed you up some from your old processes? Uh, well, <laughs> at the very beginning, I could not break out of that routine of standing in front of the class with my laptop on a podium that moved around the room. <laughs> and many times someone would come in and I'd be standing there under the TV casting behind me. Um, but this year, we I sit at tables with the kids. We I sit at my... Uh, we have a couch in the back of the room. I'm able to sit in the on the couch and watch the kids watch the TV as we're casting, and it just I like Nick said I am a, a part of the class now instead of just standing in front of it. Yeah. So when you say that, you know, it was the technology. So it sounds like we had two transitions that we really had to make within our classroom. So we had the technology that was being used and the style of teaching that was taking place. Mm -hmm. uh, so it took us some time to nail down the technology that we wanted to use. So part of the pilot classroom setup was, you know, the agreement that we could test out some different devices, whether it was a uh, different type of wireless casting device or a different type of laptop, but trying to find a pairing that worked and was very dependable for the teacher. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, that was not such a smooth road. That was the bumpiest part of it. Uh, so what we did in these spaces, this fourth grade classroom specifically, is we put a 65-inch non-interactive TV on the wall, uh, and we tried a Microsoft display adapter, which was a cheaper type of wireless casting de device, works well in small groups. Uh, we tried that with just a basic teacher laptop that they were issued at the time, uh, and the pairing wasn't great. So we lost a lot of connection, mm -hmm. signals were dropped, it'd be difficult you know, uh, to connect, we'd have to restart. There was a lag when trying to write or interact with the computer to the TV. Um, but then as we started testing different types of casting devices, we ended up settling on a screen beam casting device uh, by Action Tech and a Lenovo laptop. So a uh, yoga laptop that uh, goes into tablet mode. Uh, it's touchscreen, comes with a stylist. So really you would be able to interact with that device in your hand just like you would if it was on the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was the type of experience that we kind of settled on uh, during that process. I would say since we settled on that type of connection, that hardware in the space, uh, that's when I think your classroom environment became more comfortable. Is that correct? Absolutely. I, you know, you mentioned going through all the different devices and technology, and I forgot how challenging it was at the beginning. <laughs> there was one point when I had probably four different laptops that you were asking me to test out and here, try this software, do this, do that. And it was fun, but challenging at the same time. And like I said, it's since we've settled on the things we did, the laptops and the casting devices, it's just second nature now. It's just what we use. It's very easy. Yeah. So the technology transition took time and then it sounds like the, the style of teaching mm -hmm. also takes time. Yeah, I, you know, I've always been the type of teacher to just get in there with my kids and sit down in a small group and talk with them about what we're learning. And having to use a smart board all those years didn't, that was hard. We would have to pull a, ki a group of kids up to the smart board in order to do that. And then it just wasn't very 
small group friendly or even one-to-one, but now I can just go and sit with them whenever I want, however I want. Yeah, so I think one of the things that, you know, John and I hung our hat on when we were looking at this type of model was trying to create something that was both versatile and flexible for the teacher. So really you can stand in the front of the room if that's Mm -hmm. what you need to do for that activity, but if you need to control that display from a small group piece, uh, you have that flexibility as well. Mm -hmm. So just being able to teach differently within that environment instead of locked into that kind of one model where you're tethered to that projector or tethered to that device in the front of the room Mm -hmm. just creates a different type of learning experience for the kids yes uh, and a and the teacher at the same time absolutely do they feel more engaged now or did it take them a while to adjust to no i think i you know i hate to liken watching me cast to the tv but it's a lot for them it's like watching a movie they sit back they engage they're they're it's less interactive on the touch screen point of it but they it, they're watching a big tv and lots of times they'll have on their laptop what I have up on the TV, which makes them more engaged. So if I'm playing a story for Wonders on the TV, they'll have it on their laptop too, and I'll tell them, you know, you can watch on, you can watch me cast it or you can watch on your own. And they are. They are just, that's their new normal. Yeah, so it's a different, different type of interactivity. Yep. So if you wanted, you know, if you have that teacher station in your room with a podium and you want the student to come up and write on your device, mm-hmm. they can. Um, if you want to hand your student, you know, hand a student the device, they can write on it, manipulate the front of the screen that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just really a do- lot of different options. And the goal of that type of environment is to provide, you know, the classroom teacher with options. Uh, and to also you know, rethink how we provide instruction. I think we're at a time right now where, you know, we really have to rethink how we're providing instruction with kids. How do we keep them engaged over an entire lesson? Uh, And sometimes small changes like, oh, you know, Mrs. Webb is controlling the front from behind me in a small group. And, uh, you know, it's pretty neat just to see that happening. And now you're ringing them back in just by having a different layout in the room and being in a different spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think that's pretty... You know, pretty cool thing as well. Yes. All right. So uh, I think right now what we'll do is we're going to pause for a brief second, and we do have a teacher question uh, that we're going to take care of. All right. So the teacher question for today is, uh, what are some good tech tools for practicing close reading strategies online? Uh, Which is a great question. We always want to look for those different types of ed tech tools that will allow us to do, and you know, a lot of those close reading strategies and have those you know, be interactive within a passage. So two of the resources that we currently utilize within our district is readworks.org. Uh, and we've been dabbling a little bit more with News ELA, which are both, uh, you know, have some great content. They're article-based. You can assign an article to a Google Classroom or any type of uh, online classroom that you have. Uh, students click the link. They can highlight the article. They can do margin notes. They can hit vocabulary. Uh, and... Uh, a lot of the questions are going to self-grade. Uh, they're, sh- close, they're short answer response questions. You know, just, just really deep in what the tools offer. So readworks.org uh, and New ZLA are two tools that we use to hit close reading strategies while online. Well, Beth and I really want to thank you for joining us today. One thing I'd like to point out is when you mentioned that the new normal, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's really exciting because, you know, kids live in that digital mm-hmm. really world now, you know, and being able to relate to them 
you know, in a medium that's similar to what they're using, it is really their new normal. Mm -hmm. And also I found it's really interesting how um, a lot of teachers, when we made this move to like casting in the classroom, the majority of them were nervous. Mm -hmm. However, now a lot of them would rather have nothing other than what they have in their classroom Indeed, right I can absolutely agree with that. It brings up a great point, John. So we started with three pilot classrooms, and now we're at 28 classrooms wow. uh, that we have That's transitioned awesome. to this wireless environment. And uh, feedback has been all positive in you know, pretty much all of those spaces. So uh, it's definitely uh, you know, trending in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So thank you again, Bethany. Thank you. And before we go, I think we uh, will end kind of with our uh, weekly tech tip for today. So when we talk about being able to cast uh, to different devices, we have a quick shortcut for you. If you're using a Windows machine, if you hold down the Windows key and tap the P button, P like Paul, on your keyboard, it'll bring in a little flyout window that will allow you to connect to different devices. When you do that, you have an option to either extend your screen to duplicate your screen, your screen or to just simply uh, cast to the second screen only. Um, also, if you are casting specifically, it will allow you to choose what device you want to cast to. All right, so this has been uh, uh, Peru Tech Bytes. Thank you so much again, Bethany, for joining us, and I uh, hope to have you on our show again soon. I look forward to it. You've been listening to the Peru Tech Bytes podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, be sure to share with colleagues and friends and follow us on Twitter at PCSD and Jay Mitchell PCSD. Thanks again for listening. And remember, tech doesn't bite.